<laughs> I'm not naming any names today, but I am talking a little smack. But to be fair, I feel passionately about it as a topic. <sighs> I mean, do I feel passionately about it? I don't know if it's passionate, but I feel I feel strongly. What's the difference between feeling passionately about something and feeling strongly about something? <clears throat> Y'all know I'd be thinking too hard. Listen, <laughs> here's my statement. Influencers posting videos or photos of them crying is <laughs> not relatable. <laughs> you know why? Because if I post, okay, hold on. How do I even like break this down as a concept? I saw this Instagram post. It showed up on my explore feed of this beautiful woman. She's very, she's very pretty, you know, but she was crying. And I mean, Girl was crying, crying, face all red, still got the little, still got the tears like right, hold on, you can't see me, still got the little tears like right up in the eye, like right in the bottom eyelid. Is that what that's called? Bottom eyelid? I've never had to reference that part of my body before. She had the, she, she had the little glisten. It, 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 I don't want to say it looked like a Snapchat filter, but it could have been based, uh, a Snapchat filter will base themselves off this picture. She was, she was, she was crying and she was very pretty and like, then I see that you can scroll the post and there's just more pictures of her crying in different settings. <laughs> and, I, and like the caption, it said something about, um, you know, something, something, you know, it's so hard going through. I oh, God, I don't want to say specifically what it was, but it was like, it was something that sucks, but it's not like, it's not like, like a death in the family. I don't know. <laughs> like, But I was, I was looking at this and I was like, it's not about her crying. It's not about like what she went through. It's not about her crying in multiple settings or the fact that she's pretty and crying. It's that this was posted as a way to be relatable. And I just don't know if that's relatable. Okay, wait. Okay, let, let me tell you the rules, my rules. They're not the rules in general. I can't believe I'm taking my sunglasses off for this. I had them on because I was feeling ugly today, but I didn't want to go school like full ski mask. Um, okay. <laughs> my rules let's say I'm going through something really bad also I have to like put myself back at like not being a content creator like you know just I, I'm like 18 or something and I'm going through something okay if I post a picture of me crying it's it's not on Twitter it's not on my Instagram main main feed it's maybe on my close friend's Instagram story or like if your boy's really feeling it and I'm, it's maybe on my Instagram story, maybe on a Snapchat story. But what happens next, right? About eight hours, eight to 24 hours later or eight to 20 hours later, I would delete the post out of regret. Like, ooh, that was embarrassing, you know? Like I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't go ham with it. So to me, somebody that's, posting them crying on main feed to be relatable it's just simply not relatable because I don't think we would do that like I, I just I just don't it's it's not something that I feel like I would do I don't know have you guys done that before am I tripping like also there's something that like rubs me the wrong way about okay Jude I'm just being 
I think I'm just being a smack talker, but can we talk about this? Because remember, yes, I'm a content creator, but like 80% of the time I'm a viewer, I'm a weirdo. I'm in, I'm in bed with the TikTok remote, just like wasting away, okay? I'm you. <laughs> My relatability is not being pretty and crying online. My relatability is telling you that we are scrolling together, okay? But I feel like, oh my God, this might have, is this gonna get cut? I don't know. I, wait. I, in my, as a viewer, because I am a viewer. I'm a viewer a lot of times. You know what, I shut off my work brain and I'm just scrolling, you know? Um, as a viewer, I'm so tired of being sold fake relatability. It's I, like, I see right through it so clearly now. And I think it, does it bother me? And wait, why would it bother me? It, I don't, I don't like being, I don't like being marketed to in an underhanded way. I think, I think that irritates me and I don't know if it irritates everyone because some people they love being sold to you know like you, people just like love that stuff I don't know if this is like a millennial thing or what but like I, I like purposely won't click on ads or won't click on things I, I don't know why and so I feel like maybe they're not tied together I'm just having a thought stream right now but I feel exhausted and tired of being sold relatability because like that's all you have I'm not sure like I want if I'm watching somebody, I feel like I need them to be entertaining in a way. I like I want you to be entertaining, but then I also want to find those glimpses where we are similar to each other in a way that like makes me feel like seen or validated, but not like, "Hey, girl. <laughs> I'm just in my mansion crying, just like you." Like what the fuck is that? What is that? Like I either be like blowout glam and I can never be you and inspire me or just like entertain me and I'll find those threads where we're similar you know like pitching how relatable you are to me is like it's it's hurting me it's hurting my soul but maybe we all like go through periods where like we watch certain people for a while and then like they you know we we're no longer in that phase of our life I also feel like sometimes we Watch, dude. I don't know if anyone else has done this before. Uh, fuck, somebody might have done it with me too. You might be doing it now. Hey, don't do that. But sometimes we watch content creators or influencers or whatever during a certain period of our life. And then when we're no longer in that period anymore, like we hate that person's content because it reminds us of something in the past. Or has anyone ever done that? Or maybe done that with a song or something like that or like a band. And you're like, whoa, I can't watch that person. Or I can't listen to that anymore because it was like a dark time, you know? Audio listeners, I just saw myself on the camera. So. <laughs> that was so humbling for me. Like I'm over here, I'm over here talking smack. <laughs> okay. Let me. That's humbled me. Let me change the subject. <laughs> oh my god 
Hey, sorry. I, okay, hold on. I'm filming right now. Can I please, please just tell a little bit of what you told me about the other video? <laughs> about what? About the line that you pulled out on the second date. Am I allowed to? If, if, it's, if I can't, that's okay. Dude, yeah. I think it's so funny. I literally don't care. How do you not care? That's like the craziest thing you've ever done. I No, it's not. But. Okay, great. I got a good one. Okay, bye. I'll, t I'll call you later. <laughs> wait, I'm excited to... Wait, I need to hear your other one. Bitch, it's out. You're late. Okay, I'll call you, I'll call you back. <laughs> okay, bye. Dude! <laughs> so, my friend calls me... The other I always ask before I license these stories, okay? So, my friend... I, I'm, okay, not only am I in a relationship, but, like, I'm a child of Christ. Like, I don't, I don't, like, go out, like, do all that. I've never had a one-night stand before, okay? I don't know if that's TMI, but, like, that's, you get it, right? That's who I am, okay? So my friend does, and she's, like, out in New York, like, living her life, and she's, like, a very sexually expressive person, Okay? Also, as you can tell, this is going into, like, that territory of a story, okay? Um, and so, like, she tells me all these stories, and I'm like, I feel like a mom. I'm like, please don't do that. Please don't tell me that. I don't need to know. But this one she told me recently was so shocking that I'm going to – you have to take this now. You must take this on. I, I, oh, my God. I don't even know if I can say this. She said I can, but like emotionally, I don't know if I can get this one out. Okay. So my friend told me that she had met this guy and they went to some club or I don't know, something in New York. And then she goes, you know, she goes home with him, which is like totally fine. Like we're 30, sex in the city vibes, right? I'm like, yes, go girl, do your thing, whatever. But also, I've got her location, so I'm I'm tracking. Like, I'm not kidding. I sent her a text at, like, midnight. I was like, that's a nice apartment he's got because I looked up the address. <laughs> I looked up the One, I'm making sure she's fine. Two, I need to know the surroundings. She's not responding. She's busy. So I looked at the address, and I texted her. I'm like, that's a nice, that's a nice apartment he's got. And she's like, yeah, it costs, like, $5,000. I'm like, what the? You know? So she's fine. The next morning, she calls me, and she she was like, we had a great time. And I'm like, that's great. And she was like, it was so much fun. I was like, good. And she was like, I have to tell you what happened. I'm like, God, I don't. It, she's like my sister, okay? She, she told me that she was, oh my God, I don't even. I'm going to say this and then I'm going to figure out if we're going to cut this later. Because it's just not. It's. So she told me, she was like, you know how I, I always liked to role play? And I was like, yeah. And like when we were like, because I've known her for 15 or 20 years, she tells me like, sorry, I've known her for 15 or 20 years. And so when we were way younger, I remember she would like tell me these stories where she was like role playing with her exes. And I was like, damn, I was like, you, you are freaky, bro. 
and they were pretty normal when we were way younger. They were like pretty normal. Remember, this is like 12 years later. I don't talk to her about this stuff all the time. I'm not up to date with like what she's doing. <laughs> she told this man on a second date. <laughs> second date. They but they're hooking up, okay? She she told him. She told this guy. She said I like to role play. And he's like, oh, I've never done that before. <laughs> she said, I wrote it down. She told this man, I'm an alien. And he was like, okay. And she was like, with multiple vaginas. <laughs> she said, I'm an alien with multiple vaginas and we need to have intercourse to repopulate. And I was like, oh my God. And she was like, oh yeah. And I was like, you busted out the alien with nine vaginas on the second date? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, a lot of guys like don't know they're into it until I just do it. And I was like, oh my God, like what? <laughs> he was okay with this and she said, Oh yeah, she gave me a lot of details. I actually wrote these down and I'm not going to, I'm not gonna read them all off, but uh, apparently she told me that, <laughs> I might end up cutting all this. <laughs> she told me that one of her lines during was, she told him she was gonna bite his head off. She said, she said, I need your life juice or I'm going to bite your head off. And I was like, I was like, did he finish? And she was like, yeah. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Apparently they had a nice time. Like he was down. He was like, I don't think he was into it before, but. I asked her, I was like, how did you come up with this? And she was like, I have a lot of fantasies. I was like, okay. Um, and then later, they really like each other. They've been texting, okay? <laughs> this is, oh my God. <laughs> so this guy texted her and said something sexual, like, oh, I'm thinking of you. And she said to him, be careful what you wish for. There is an OR on the spaceship, and I will surgically attach myself to you. <laughs> They're still texting. I, you know what? Here, can I say what I admire here? The confidence, the confidence of this woman, my friend. Okay, I, dude, I'm not like sexually confident or anything. I'm like. I okay, honestly, the one like you wanna you sure? Like that's like that's how I feel. And this chick, she's just like out at a bar. This is like my best friend. She's just out at a bar and she's like, who wants it? Who wants to fuck this nine alien vagina? <laughs> and like these guys are like, I'm down. And also, is this like a guy? Hold on. I don't know if there's any guys listening. Would you uh, turn on or turn off? Like do you leave or do you continue? And there's layers to this, right? It's like, do you leave? A, do you leave? 
B, do you continue never talk to her again? C, do you change your life forever? Because <laughs> what's coming next, you know? And I, I don't have a problem with role playing. You know, be, be, a, be a nurse, right? Be a doctor. Be like a... Mm. What could you role play as? Farmer. I don't know. Look, I, I'm fine with that. In fact, like that sounds that sounds great. That's a. I don't. I, what else has she done? I don't know what else she's done. I don't really. I don't want to ask. I don't really want to know. But I, I have a bit of fear and admiration in this category. That's. That's. That's all I got. I, me, I'm a person that, you know what tells you a lot about me? My favorite holiday is, take a minute to guess. I'm going to go a little Dora the Explorer on you. I'm going to give you a minute to, like, think about it. You can do it. Great job. My favorite holiday, none of you got it. It's Valentine's Day. I love Valentine's Day. Oh my God. I even, even if I'm single, I think I've only had like two Valentine's Days where I was celebrating with a partner. Something's wrong with me. I love seeing people in love. I love love. I love, I love the little hearts. I love people getting dinner together. I, I'm a wedding crier, okay? <laughs> Bitch, I'm about to cry just thinking about somebody getting married. I have been to one and a half weddings and I cry every time. If I'm scrolling through TikTok and I see a proposal video, a wedding video, a somebody just being in love video, I will cry. Weddings make me cry the most. They make me cry the absolute most. And, and bitch, I'll watch the whole video. You have a, a six minute wedding vows, a vow, vows. You have six minutes of wedding vows. You have a proposal. I'm here and ready to cry. I think, I, and I don't know, I don't know what it is. People being in love just makes me so happy. God, I'm, I know, some of you that know me that like watch my content really well and you like, sorry, some of you that watch my content a lot and you like know me fairly well, you know exactly what I'm about to do. I'm about to overanalyze it. <laughs> Like, could I just let it be that I love love so much? But anytime something gives you a visceral reaction, I think you can find out more about yourself. What? Mm, I think maybe because I want to be loved that way. <laughs> but <laughs> I also, I'm like somebody that like can't wait to have a wedding. I can't wait. And it doesn't have to be like big or lavish or anything. I just really want somebody that stands next to me that loves me a whole lot. And like my boyfriend does. Like he's great. You know, like I need the day. <laughs> I, need, I need the day when we're at the altar. I'm going to cry through my wedding vows. I'm going to cry when they're putting my makeup on. They're going to be like, stop, bitch. We need to put your eyeliner on. I'm going to cry when my dad throws me away. Is that what it is? What is that called? Throw away the bride. Or is this a... It's not, it's not that they're laughing at me in the studio right now. What is it throw away the bride? Nobody tell me. 
what does dad do on wedding day? Give father daughter dance. Ew, I don't want to dance with my dad. <laughs> did you? Oh, <laughs> it just says giving the bride away. Why did I think it was throw away the bride? And how did you guys know that? Why were you laughing? Is okay. Um, I can't wait to be given away. Um, I don't want to dance with my dad. I, if he listens to this, I'm sorry. I, you already knew I didn't want to dance with you. You wouldn't even offer. God, that's so mean. Love you. Um, but I just can't. I, um, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm overanalyzing it. I'm in a good mood today, so I feel, I don't know. I think thinking about love just makes me happy. <sighs> and you know what? Sometimes when I'm having a really good day with my boyfriend, I just think, I literally, I think this sometimes. It's so annoying. Like, it's so annoying. <laughs> just take me out, bro. And sometimes I think, wow, I really hope that everyone can experience love that they really like that is nice for them and I, I just hope that everyone can express it. I feel like a little kid. I, I'm definitely regressing somewhere, but very, very important to me. I'm a I'm just I'm a wedding crier. If you invite me to your wedding, give me a tissue whore because I'm gonna need it. But I think I think okay. Every I think everyone has a thing that makes them like happy cry or I think happy cry, right? I don't know, what, leave yours in the comments or something. <laughs> I think everyone has something that makes them happy cry. And I think it just depends on your experience. So like, okay, dude, my one of my friends, she cries at those happy core videos. They're like on TikTok where it's like, life is so good and it's like people running through a field and like just all these happy moments. And I don't know why I don't like those. <laughs> That, I, that one's not for me. I'm trying to think of what else would people happy cry over? Wait, sorry. I have to break the wall. Do you guys happy cry over anything? Can you tell me what yours is? Oh, yeah, I don't have that one. What's yours? <laughs> okay, I just got two great answers. One person said dog videos. <laughs> No, you were being vulnerable with me, and I appreciate that. Dog videos. And then our other friend said family, like family stuff. So sweet. I don't have those. I don't have those. I will say my whole feed is, like, animals, like, on TikTok and stuff, like, pet videos and also obscure animals, like cows and, like, pet chipmunks and stuff like that. Love that. But I don't cry over it. And not to judge those that do, but... I'm just showcasing how we all have different things. I, I dude, I know y'all be crying about a, a lot of why do we why do we happy cry over those things? You know? I don't know why we do that. I think listen everyone, there's more to unpack. <laughs> there's more to do, more to unpack. I'm trying to think of other stuff that just makes me happy in general. <clears throat> also, feel like sometimes on solo podcasts people do a lot of hot topics i didn't hold on let me see if there's sam 
Karen, let's see if there's a hot topic I can jump to. <laughs> okay, the past couple of weeks, I've been talking about being on the island and loving it. I realized I might have been depressed and in a high-functioning free state, <laughs> which is basically where you you feel you feel like safer in bed in a sense and you just freeze you know so I was like getting up to work and then like being so stressed that I just got back in bed and laid down so if you're in bed a lot um and you're not like chronically ill or something like you I was gonna say or pregnant but I don't think people just lay in bed all the time when they're pregnant I know I will um (laughs) you you might be in a free state I don't know I was so I tried really hard to get out of it, which was great. But then <laughs> this past weekend, I got caught up in I don't know what this was. I was in a dark room for 2 days. <laughs> I left like once or twice. And then Monday I was like, I need to be in a darker room. So I almost went into like <laughs> like a sauna that w- that had Bluetooth because I was listening to um, this fairly new support Eternus in the Ensemble of Shadows album, which uh, nobody cares about this. But I, if you if you want to get to know me better, like as a human being, like <laughs> this is it. So I'm a huge fan of Support Eternus. Uh, it's a band that's fronted by Anna Var- uh, Anna Varney Cantadia. Okay, but she's everything with it. Here, here, I have a tattoo of her on my arm. You can't really see it too much through here, but that's what this tattoo is. She is my goth queen, my goth empire, my empire of pain, which I love. I love suffering and artistry. Okay, some. Artists want to suffer more so that they can create more art. And I resonate with that. However, I've chosen to get better. But, and I mean, maybe Anna has, you know, maybe, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what all she's dealing with. I just listen to the music, right? But to give you another, a little background too, which I think this is like the most gangster shit I've ever heard of. Anna Varney came out as trans in like the late 70s in Germany, which is like, you know, in some parts of Germany, they're not very accepting. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I can go there. You know what I mean? One time we almost went on a class trip to to Germany and they were like, hey, by the way, black people don't leave Berlin. I don't know. I don't, that was like 12 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't know what that means, but I just know they told me that. And now I don't plan on leaving Berlin or Dresden. OK, but so Anna like came out decades ago and experienced a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. I mean, she writes about it in all of her music and all of her music is about pain and suffering and despair, which I can get down with. You know what I mean? Um, So she put out this album and it's like a, a part two um, I don't think it's called Alone at Sam's, but the album art, I, I don't know if anyone cares about this. I'm going to tell you. I always say that, right? The album is called The Rules, okay? So as a concept, as an art, I am very interested in anyone's artistry. It is something that I'm incredibly passionate about. You've probably heard me talk about this with the Broadway performers. I am not a Broadway person, never would be one, but I get 
so excited about anybody's unique artistry. And I, I always try to let people know this. Everyone in some way, shape or form is an artist. I always used to think, um, I always used to think, or at least they have a form of art. I always used to think that art was drawing or painting or, you know, some physical art like that. And although it is, and that can be a high, high expression of art, that's what we're all like used to. I think everyone has some type of artistry, right? Um, like if, if I if I have an artistry of mine, I haven't even penned this down yet. Mine might be talking. I realize I can talk a whole lot. And some people can't just run their mouth and keep going like me. It, spoken word in a form can be an artistry, right? I think there are some people, even YouTubers that are obsessed with following trends and making everything, you know, analytically correct. Their art can be perfectionism. Your art can be perfectionism. I love people's self it's your self-expression any way that it comes out okay I love people honing in on their artistry and the beauty of identifying what your artistry is and building on that for years or decades is incredibly powerful so back to Anna Varney who is 72 years old and, and you know came out decades ago and experienced a lot of like rudeness from you know people just she writes a lot about different experiences in her songs um she lives in a like secluded castle, basically, and she's only done like one interview. Like she's very just like, like stay away from me, you know. And I, I love that. Like your art could be loneliness. Okay, I don't know if this makes sense to anybody, but that that can be your art. Your art can be creepiness. It could be anything like that, you know. And so. Um, this album that she put out, I really did sit in like a, a dark room and I was trying to understand what is this about? Because the whole album is her, she, she created a, like a queer board game, but it's kind of like a, a concept. It's not like a real board game, but it's, it's really beautiful aesthetically. And the, the concept itself, um, I think this is all I've gotten from it so far is it's, it's almost like the game of life but for people that might have like marginalized issues in a sense. And the whole album is her narrating the rules of the game with like the same beat, like over and over and over again. And then there's this one lead instrument, which I think might be a, a hammered dulcimer. It, it's like a medieval instrument or it might just be like a regular dulcimer and it's distorted, which is so interesting. Um, she's really a master of, of music and, and writing and sending a message. And so, I was listening to this album this weekend and it was it was so fascinating because listening to somebody's work and, and asking like what are you trying to say um is a beautiful way to walk in someone else's experience that you wouldn't normally get. Um and I'm fascinated by people that let you into their world with their art because I'll never understand what it what it means to be a person that's 70 that lives in a castle because they don't want to be a part of society because they feel like they've been cast out. I, I, I don't understand that fully. And so to paint that in your art and distribute it and allow people to walk in your shoes or walk in that world for a minute is um, it's so beautiful and it's so important. So anyways sat in a dark room this weekend. <laughs> Listen, 
listening to this album and I was like, what is she trying to say? Not exactly like that, but I just, I don't know. I think I was like playing video games and just like listening to it the whole time. Um, and I thought one thing that was really interesting is there's like a part in it where she says, I feel like a lot of people might resonate with it in a certain way. She's like talking about the rules of it. And she says, um, like if you land on this square, you can only get out if you roll a certain number and you have to do it again and again and again and again. And there's so many little uh, messages like that throughout it that I just, I just thought were so fascinating. <coughs> but still don't really know what the album was about. I, um, I, I almost want, I want to make an effort soon to, I'm, I'm not a very visual person. I'm like, I, 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 this was so weird. I use my ears a lot. I use my mouth a lot. I use my nose a lot. I don't like write or uh, create art with my hands or anything. I'm not like a visual artist. I have no concept of that. But I love to listen to people's experiences through music or spoken word or something like that. And I want to make an effort to understand people better of what they're trying to say with their art. Because y'all... I mean, y'all, what you're creating, uh, visual artists, it comes from your head. It comes from your experiences. You're not just, like, looking at something and tracing it. Oh, God. You're not just looking at something and tracing it. It comes from, not to be corny, but I'm just saying it, it comes from your soul in a way, right? Um, I And now that I'm thinking about that, now I just want to go, like, look at people's stuff and figure out what what it's trying to say. Um, my my boyfriend he makes a lot of um, visual art stuff, and his stuff is very technical and like perfectly done because he's like a perfectionist, and so his art is I'm gonna get this exactly right. Like, and and that's within the art that he creates. Right? There's an essence of you in everything that people create, and I just I think that's so interesting and. If your essence is not in it, then it's not your art. I don't know if anyone knows what I mean by that, but I mean that. Um, God, I'm just going off on a little tangent. Let me think of something funny before we leave. <laughs> Let me think of something funny. We got to leave on a high note. Oh. <laughs> all right. I got a good story for us to go out on, all right? <laughs> so, a couple of weeks ago, if you guys watched the podcast a little bit ago, the photographers were here and they, you know, I flew them in. We get them a hotel, you know, all that stuff. And last time when they came in, I put my corporate card on the hotel room. I pre-authorized it before they came so that when they would check, when they checked in, they could just go into the room. Cause you know, you guys have to like put a card down for incidentals and whatnot. And so this time I called the hotel to pre-authorize the card. And they told me on the phone, like, they kind of gave me the runaround. And then I was like, well, I did it last year. I have the email. And they were like, oh, okay. We'll just email that email that you reached out to last time. And we'll send you the payment authorization link. I was like, okay, cool. So I emailed them. And they emailed me back. And they were like, sorry, you need to be a business to pre-authorize the card. And I write back and I say, I am a business. And I booked this on my corporate card. And they were like, you need to be a business. And I'm like, that was literally the response. And I'm, I'm pretty pissed by this because 
I am a business. Like, what do I have to be like a crypto bro and go buy like an $8 domain and put it in my signature for you to take it seriously? Is it because I'm emailing from my personal email? You, you can check. There's a corporate card with a corporate name on the... Come on now. And so I emailed them again and I told them, hi, I have booked and pre-authorized with you guys before on this same card. I am a business. I'm flying in a client. They are staying here. We've used this hotel before. And they write me back and they said, we are sorry. We cannot accommodate this request at this time. And I write back, okay, no problem. I will arrive at the hotel in 20 minutes so that you can pre-authorize my card or I can change my booking. Like, I, this is just like frustrating to me. Like, you know, we've done it before. And also it was like kind of insulting in a sense that it's like, okay, because it's not coming from a domain or something. Like, what? I, it was just weird, right? And the attitude, y'all know, like, I don't like when I'm trying to get something done and I'm getting a little attitude. So I was like, okay, I'll come up there. So I'm frustrated. I'm in a bad, I'm just like not like in a great mood. And then uh, I get in my car and I go back to my house for something. I'm like leaving the office. So I'm like dressed in my office. We have an office, okay? I'm like dressed in my office stuff, right? I have my little heels on, my little boot. You know, I got my little sunglasses on and I'm like, oh. And I go to, I go to my house and I realize that this package I was waiting for and I needed the next day didn't get left because it needed like a signature. And I'm like, oh my God, I look at my clock. It's like 4.35. The post office is about to close at five. And so I'm like, oh my God, let me, okay. I don't have time to put anything down. I like run back into my car and I'm like, let me go up to the post office, you know? I'm in this like LA traffic at 4.30. So I'm trying to get you into the mood that like, I'm like frustrated, you know? It's just kind of like building. The, the people didn't like respond to the email either. And I was like, yeah, I'm about to be up there in 20 minutes, about to get y'all's at, not really, but you know what I mean? I was, I was frustrated. And so I get to the post office and then there's this long line, but I'm like, okay, I'm already in. At least I've made the five o'clock deadline. I'm sitting in this line. There's like one person at the cashier, maybe four or five people in this long line. And I'm like, you're kidding me. Like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I finally get to the front and the lady's like, oh, this is the wrong line for this slip. You need to go over there. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, <laughs> I'll do it. And I'm the type of person where like, I bottle up stress until I get through whatever I'm trying to get through. I just, I have to turn it off so I can keep going. So I'm frustrated. This, this stuff isn't the worst, but it's just kind of building. And I'm just trying to let you know my demeanor is just kind of like, Ugh. okay. So I get up to this door and it's a big blue door and it's shut and it's kind of got like a window that opens up. And I knock on the door. I'm like, and nobody comes to the door. Like nobody answers. And I'm like, hello? Like, is this the right door? And I'm like, and nobody answers. And so I'm like, okay. And I had to bust out the police knock. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> like, I didn't say hello, but I busted out the police knock. It was a, it was a full on police knock. Okay. And I'm standing there and eventually the door opens and it's this girl. And she's like a younger girl, probably like early twenties. And she opens the door and she's just looking at me. And I'm like, okay, I know, I get it. I just did the police knock, you know. I'm like, hey, I have to pick up this package. And she's like, she looks at the slip and then she looks at me. And I'm like, hello. And she's like, okay, one second. And she goes back in. And I'm like, 
I'm like, oh my God, I'm just sitting here like kind of, you know, and also can I just mention, I'm, I'm never like, if any of you guys have ever met me in person before, I'm always like walking on sunshine and rainbows. Okay. Like I'm happy to be here. Like I want to talk to you. You know, I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm, but today I'm having, I'm having a bad day. I'm actually having like a bad hour. That's kind of like all condensed. Right. I'm a little frustrated. And so I'm sitting here and I'm waiting outside this door. And then eventually the girl comes back to the door. She opens the door. She does not have my package. There's another woman standing with her. And I'm like, hi. And she, she says, you need, to, you need to pay this fee down here at the bottom because it's an international package in order for you to get it. And I'm like, looking at it. I saw my glasses on. And it's like over $100. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, <sighs> and then she looks at me and then she goes, she goes, are you Bose? <laughs> I was like, I'm like sitting here looking at the thing and I was just like, yes, hi. <laughs> and I felt so fucking bad. I felt so bad. And so I'm telling, so this girl's like, I thought that was you. I wasn't sure. And I, and I, I felt so bad because I felt like I had the worst demeanor. I, I was like so frustrated that day. And I tell her, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I probably seem like a total bitch. I was like, I'm having a really, really bad day. And then me and this girl are not having the same conversation. She was like, I watch your videos all the time. And I was like, yeah, this hotel is messing with me. And like, I got all this going on and da, 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 da. And she says something else about the thing. And I'm like, oh, we're not having the same conversation. <laughs> and it was so funny. Oh, I think I was nervous and then she was nervous <laughs> at the same time. Um, also, I don't know if you watch, the, I don't know if she watches the live streams or here. Hi, I, I told this story in stream the other day and everyone was saying package girl, which is very funny. So package girl, if you're ever out there, say hi to us um, because they know the story now. Um, but it was super funny and I felt so, I felt so bad. <laughs> Because she was so nice. And I'm sitting over here like a complete bitch. I'm like, I have to pay what? <laughs> I didn't I didn't get to see her again because I had to go to this other counter and then pay for it. And I told one of her coworkers, I was like, I was like, hey, can you tell her I said bye? Like I felt really bad about that. <laughs> she was so nice. <laughs> All right, that's my last story. We can cut there. <laughs>